but you know um finding you know something you're passionate about um it was always sort of a goal of mine but it's hard it's hard you know you got to make a you know a living and you know not everybody's fortunate enough to fall into you know precisely what they love um but you know after going through the process you know you you've got you've got to follow your heart um in life and and do things that you're passionate about because it's a long hard existence otherwise um i did it for years you know hell i did it for 10 12 years after i was in college and in uh you know i always kind of wondered if that's the way life would be but you know and, and had a hard time sort of stepping out to to you know that that leap is really hard after you make that leap it's super uh comforting you know i don't have any fear around this not working out or you know what's next because i know i can start again you know i know how to do it and it's just taking chances on yourself and working hard hi my name is scott switzer and i am the clydesdale my friends amy radowski charlie yodi cat sheer love fitness as a sport as much as i do we are all 40-plus Master's Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale fitness and friends podcast. Hey guys, just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, RX smart gear. They have been a wonderful partner uh, over this last month in supporting our podcast and getting the word out about it uh, and participating on it. Uh, we just want to thank Dave Newman and RX Mark here for everything they've done. Don't forget anything in the store. You can use our discount code Clydesdale 15, all caps to get 15% off everything in the store with the exception of uh, special editions and new releases. That's Clydesdale 15, all caps. Uh, I have been a user of RX Smart Gear jump ropes uh, since 2014. They are the best in the business. I've got friends that are now using their grips and uh, love them immensely. So, hey, now's the time to get it for 15% off. Go check it out at rxsmartgear.com. Uh, Clydesdale 15 for 15% off everything in the store. Love the pictures in the background. Ah, oh, thanks. Yeah, those are some cool photos. That's uh, 2016. Um, entering the stadium for the last workout. Last time everyone, anyone was at the stadium, right? Uh, the StubHub, yeah. 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 Yeah, so that's Matt going in for the last workout and catching for her second win. That's his first win. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, since we talked to you last, Matt, I have a new co-host, uh, Kat Shear. She's in, in the picture there. And hey, then Matt. Amy wasn't able to jump on with us last time. So that's my co-host, Amy. Hey, there. hey Amy. How are you? I'm and good. Kat. 
How are you guys doing? Good. Cool. Good to be with you. Yeah. And so uh, we've all had chances to meet you over, over the, the COVID period at different things. Amy met you at the Arnold and uh, Kat and I got to hook up with you at the Masters Fitness Collective. That's right. That's right. For sure. So um, it's been a pretty slow week for you, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little chaotic. It, it was... Um, it's funny, I flew back yesterday from California. I stayed a few extra days. Uh, and with uh, Todd, a good friend of mine, Todd, Melanie from Noble, one of the founders of Noble. <clears throat> and uh, we both slept like seven hours on the flight back. I had no idea how tired I was. It was, um, it's been a long year. So I think it's just like all came crashing down on me on that flight yesterday. So I landed at like five o'clock, came home, said hi to my family. And I went to bed again at like 10 o'clock and slept for like another nine hours. So I'm, I'm well rested today. You guys got me at a good time. Awesome. Awesome. We appreciate you jumping <laughs> on with us. So um, let's start with this week and then we'll, we'll backpedal to like the beginning of COVID when we talked to you last. But this week you, you were Matt's plus one. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was that like? Because that, that was a different experience than any other games, I'm sure. Yeah, it was... Um... It's funny. I've been asked this a lot. You know, I'm sort of a, I always describe myself as Matt's caddy. I think he said that in one of the post interviews, um, you know, just, you know, it's a, you know, not a coach Shane's his coach. Um, but I've been there for all seven of his games, um, in that role. And it wasn't much different for us. I mean, I, I will tell you that the experience, um, overall was a little different, obviously lacking fans and, you know, that, you know, in the hoopla around the event, which can be great and challenging at the same time when working with somebody like Matt, like it's, we can't get around anywhere. We gotta, we can't go out. Like there's, you know, when there's 20,000 CrossFitters in one location, Matt can't really do much. Um, but overall, and it's what, you know, I'm one of the things I'm most proud of from the weekend was we were able to sort of make it what it always is and you know focusing it in on him being his best and you know all the other stuff that's changed was different you know the protocols we had to abide by uh didn't change you know how he functioned through the week so um it was really a great week I honestly I, we were I was talking to somebody yesterday about how much fun it was to, it was so intimate that it allowed you know a lot more interaction with you know athletes and other coaches um it's an experience for sure that i will uh look back at really fondly the rest of my life um and there were some really good friendships made um with some of the coaches that you know i don't usually get to spend a lot of time with it's just chaos at the games and it wasn't as chaotic um because of the smaller group and the downtime between events and heats and stuff it was great it was, it was honestly like um, I feel very, you know, I was talking to Dave, uh, Castro, uh, as the other event was going, the last event was going on. Um, we were <clears throat> kind of standing around the finish line with Shane and he was, you know, reflecting on how cool it was. You know, he's like, this is going to be the game's experience that everybody looks at and wishes they were there. Um, and I honestly believe that it's after going through it, it's, you know, it was the ranch is historic, you know, it was a small elite group. So I feel really grateful that I got to be there. And obviously Matt, you know, becoming now on paper, the greatest 
that ever lived. Um, it was a special experience. Yeah. I, um, we talked to Justin Kotler last night. Um, and he said like the whole, the whole thing had a different vibe, whether that was, was all the protocols or the new ownership or whatever it might be. Did you get that same sense? I I did. I described that a little yesterday to someone. Um, it was actually Pat Pelner. He, he, um, you know, a lot of those guys are, are asking, you know, kind of, how was it, you know, how was Eric's influence on it? Um, yeah, total different vibe. And it's, um, I, I don't, you know, you know, it's hard to put your thumb on, you know, what the, oh, you know, what was the largest effect on that? Um, I know, you know, Eric has been phenomenal. Um, and has, as has the leadership that stuck around, I have to give them a lot of credit. Um, Dave was great. You know, he's, uh, he, he, it was a different Dave from my experience in the past. Now, granted it's chaos at the CrossFit games. I don't think a lot of people would realize kind of what goes into managing six, 700 athletes, a thousand volunteers. I, I understand this from Wadapalooza, you know, um, it's, it's, there's a lot going on and you, and, you know, when you're in that role that Dave's in, it's, there's a lot of fast and, in complex and volume of decisions so <clears throat> he was great um his entire team was phenomenal eric's presence was like the most profound difference like last year we were doing press conferences with greg glassman bashing athletes and making a mockery of them and this year the, the ceo was doing workouts after the events on the floor in the warm-up area interacting with athletes. it was a, a profound difference there it was awesome. It really was. It was just a really cool experience. Justin Kotler is a friend, like got to spend a lot of time with him. It was just a different experience. We had a lot of fun. Everybody was relaxed. Even, you know, the athlete control group, they're usually working with, you know, masters and teens and teams. And, you know, if you've ever been in the back of a, a CrossFit games in the warm-up area, it's bedlam. And every athlete is only focused on themselves. And, you know, corralling time is truly like hurting cat, you know, cats and dogs. And, um, they didn't have to deal with a lot of that. So it was really cool. You know, overall it was like an an A plus experience. Well, with it being a little bit more relaxed like that, um, and and you being Matt's plus one, were you still able then to interact and and catch up with Katrin and and things like that during the, the weekend? Always. And that doesn't ever change, you know, that, you know, I have a really um, special relationship with Kat. And, and um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and they're all friends, like Kat and Tia are friends. Brooke Wells is a client and a really good friend. And yeah, there's a lot of encouragement, you know, whether it's Shane encouraging Brooke and Kat, like we, we all, you know, in the end, we want people to be their best. So yeah, we got to spend a lot of time and, and everybody's hyper-focused and we know the moments to be loose and not, and as am I with Matt, you know, when Matt's getting ready, like my job is to be focused on him. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of time together. It was special, special for me particularly. I will say we had five clients competing, um, you know, and four of them we've been with, like I've been with Brooke Wells since she was 18 years old, um, you know, and she had a roller coaster ride weekend, you know, it was, you know, hard. She's beat up physically, even going into the event, she'll never say it publicly, but you know, they were grinding and it was just, uh, it was so fun to, to be in that intimate environment with them and seeing them there, you know, 
uh, you know, and them in the success that they have. Just kind of a follow up to that, it's because you have such a business relationship with so many athletes and five at the, at the games, but you're you're Matt's plus one. How do you balance the responsibilities of that with your business side and your clients? It, it's easy, honestly. It's just communication. Um, you know, everybody there knows what what I'm at the games for, and it's very clear. And I make it clear, and I make sure that the you know it's more complex at a regular games because Pat Vellner, or Cole Sig or Brent Fikowski are competing at a high level. Right. And those guys don't have a problem with it. They know that um, I'm with them. I help them with their business and I'm rooting for them. But when I'm at the games, you know, I'm focused on Matt. We have support people that come um, to help with, you know, any type of, running around or things that need to get done. Even this, you know, outside the bubble, we had a guy, Daniel Robbins, who works with a lot of the athletes. Um, generally, I have like one or two people that will help, you know, with laundry, you know, food runs. You know, we support everybody equally on that side. You know, my focus at the games, uh, and everybody knows it because I communicate it, you know, and I make sure before the games, like, you know, everybody's good. They know what I'm there for. So it, it's super simple. Yeah. So this isn't even in my notes, but we had Sam and Jen Dancer on a couple weeks ago now. And Sam talks to you, talked about you saying that you were helping him with some kind of business ideas and some stuff, but he looks at you more as a friend than, than a business guy. And it seems like a lot of your clients feel that way. How, how, do, you, how do you keep that relationship going like that? Well, that's great to hear. Yeah. It, it, it's real. It's really what it is with all of them. Like, I think, um, I, I don't have any clients that I don't consider friends. You know, it's, I really care about them personally. Like in the end, there's like goals business wise, but I want them to evolve, um, as human beings too. And, and, and I care about them and their families. Uh, they all stay with, they've all stayed with me and my family. You know, I've stayed with them and theirs. Um, you know, they're deep relationships that have grown over time. You know, Sam and Jen, I met them at the Mid-Atlantic Regional back in 2014. Um, you know, worked out, you know, Sam and Jen competed on a team at the Central East that year at the University of Cincinnati. And that's where it started, you know, that's where it started with them. And, you know, it's really, really in the end, that's how all of my relationships have, you know, it's honestly kind of how they start. Like, I don't, you know, it's getting more business oriented. Now we're getting reached out to by a lot of people purely from a business perspective. Like Justin Medeiros is a client now. Um, I'm developing a relationship as, as our team with him. He's a wonderful kid. But that, you know, he reached out on the business front. But most of the relationships leading up those long-term clients that we have are people that were friends. Katrin, I didn't represent Katrin until she won um you know i had worked out with her for two years at cfne and you know always supported her was a you know a source for her um it's when she officially thought she needed some help you know um was that you know as she won the crossfit games for the first time in 15 so yeah those are all like they're my kids or friends like you know matt's probably the best friend i have you know it's um you know there's a lot there's business but 90% of it is just, you know, they're close personal friends of mine. Yeah, that, that was kind of my next step is, 
you seem to have formed this second family. You know, you have your, your biological family that you love to death, but the Shane, Tia, Matt, Sammy, and you seem to have become like a second family. Yeah, yeah, you'll make me emotional. They, um, yeah, they're really, really special people in my life. Um, I, I've, I mean, it's hard to like quickly describe what we've all gone through together. Particularly, you know, most recently Tia now being involved in that, but Matt's seven years, like Matt was a kid, he's a man now. And, um, you know, he'll even describe it, you know, what, when I met him back then there was, you know, he just had a lot of fear and, and doubt and uncertainty and, and man, he's, he's such a wonderful human being, man um today he was then too just like he's just developed so much over the last seven years and um you know i've got to see it be a part of it you know help with it but yeah our really our you know our close-knit team is awesome um you know I, this year i i i, I facetimed with shane and tia a little yesterday telling him i missed them you know we spent two weeks in california together but um it, it just works. It's such a complex group too. Like the, the personalities are wild, but everybody's pointed in the same direction and would lay down in traffic for each other. It's, um, it's such a special part of my life. It's really, I'm really fortunate. Um, they're just true friends first. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah, you see Tia's post where she calls Matt her brother that she never had. And, you know, it just, it it seems so much deeper than just friends working out together. It's it really, become something much more. It really is. It, they, um, you know, we all went to London together. And I think that was like a big piece of evolution for us as a group. Um, you know, Matt wanted to compete, before, you know, just to get some reps in, in London. And you know, without a, like Tia was in the middle of training, you know, had mayhem coming up and, you know, was not a smart trip, but it wasn't even a doubt. Shane and Tia hopped on a plane. We stayed in the same apartment together, you know, and if you see some of the footage from that, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, and it was a wonderful event, Matt winning Sid was not a goal and or a priority. Um, you know, Tia, was in tears, you know, we all were, it just, you know, we know how hard each other works, like whether it's me or them, like everybody works their ass off and we all hold each other accountable and, you know, keep our game at the highest level. And we know what goes into that. And we all see how hard that is for each other. And, you know, whether it's Sammy and what she, you know, works with uh, on a daily basis with Matt, it's a lot of work. People don't get to see that stuff we do. So it's, um, it's emotional for sure. Yeah, I, I know we all dream of, of these things when we're young. I, I, don't think, I don't think anybody could have dreamed what you have put together. You know, 10 years ago, could you have seen yourself where you are today? I really couldn't, honestly. It, it's, um, it's funny because I particularly dreamed of being in a scenario that I'm in. Um, you know, and it was like, you know, 10 years ago, there was no, you know, foresight that any of this would play out. I mean, I was selling insurance bored out of my mind, um, you know, sort of lost professionally, honestly. I mean, I was doing well, but it was like not what I wanted to be doing. Uh, fast forward to today, um, you know, I've, I've been able to 
apply all the things I've learned in, in life, whether it was from my father and business with him and seeing, you know, uh, how he managed relationships and friendships. And, um, you know, it, it's, um, you know, I get to, like, I literally don't work a day and I work, I work a lot. Um, but it's, <clears throat> you know, I get to do something I truly love, uh, with people I adore, um, and love and they're my family. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, thank you for pointing that out. It's just, uh, I'm really fortunate, you know, r- right place, right time. And, you know, in a lot of ways, and, um, you know, I've been able to really develop uh, through a lot of incredible, incredible people. Yeah, hard work pays off for more than just Matt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it, it, it truly does. Uh, it is cliche and seems simple. It's not, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, if it was. But yeah, I mean, you know, we grind. We we do still. Uh, we got more to do, but it's, um, you know. When you get to do, you know, it's funny, I get asked this a lot and get to talk to some younger people about this, uh, whether it's at schools or, but, you know, um, finding, you know, something you're passionate about, um, it was always sort of a goal of mine, but it's hard, it's hard, you know, you got to make a, you know, a living and, you know, not everybody's fortunate enough to fall into, you know, precisely what they love. Um, But, you know, after going through the process, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to follow your heart um, in life and, and do things that you're passionate about because it's a long, hard existence. Otherwise um, I did it for years, you know, hell I did it for 10, 12 years after I was in college and, and uh, you know, I always kind of wondered if that's the way life would be, but you know, and, and had a hard time sort of stepping out to, to, you know, that, that leap is really hard after you make that leap it's super uh, comforting. You know, I don't have any fear around this not working out or, you know, what's next because I know I can start again. You know, I know how to do it. And it's just taking chances on yourself and working hard. So speaking of starting again, let's, let's go back to, we talked to you, you were episode, I think 14 and we're, we're in the eighties now. So what seems like, what seems like a short amount of time, maybe a long period of time, uh, the pandemic hits, uh, we were when we talked to you. It was live from Wadapalooza. You guys were just getting geared up for the next week, and who knew at that time that that was going to be the last sanctional, really major sanctional to get to get anything done. And you guys were facing the pandemic kind of as it was growing. Yeah, it, it's. I remember I was in my in my hotel room when we spoke. Um, yeah, it's. Um, it's been a wild, what, six, eight months. It, it's, um, we were sort of at the forefront of it because we were about to operate our second event, uh, West Coast Classic, um, and we were making hard decisions and following it closely daily. Um, I was asked this last week. I remember <clears throat> it was March 10th and I was in Miami. And we just, you know, we had back up a little from that. You know, Wadapalooza was the most successful in history and, we had, you know, good problems, you know, not enough seats. I mean, it was, Wadapalooza has, you know, our hard work had paid off. Like it popped, you know, people were enjoying themselves. It was, uh, you know, I mean, we grew 50% in, a, in our ninth year. It was crazy. And uh, 
you know, a great result and exciting competition. Everybody had to go, and we had 2,500 athletes compete, 1,000 volunteers. Um, you know, we had 45,000 people walk through that property over the course of the weekend. So four days, it was um, monumental. And here we are now trying to plan when we're going to do that again, and I have no idea because we, we wouldn't want to do it unless it looked like that. So it's very fuzzy. But yeah, March 10th, I sat in my office in Miami and we were trying to make a decision and I was like, you know, stubborn, we're doing this, you know, and I, I think I did a podcast and said, we're good, you know, like yeah. we're going to follow protocols. We talked to the venue. We've talked to a lot of sponsors. There was probably one that had pulled out at that point because they were in London with and they just could, they were feeling the effects far greater than us at that point in Europe. And uh, we're like, we're doing this. Like, it was like, I was cocky about it. Um, and we canceled on March 12th, two yeah. days later. You know? I remember when we ran, when I ran into you at the Arnold classic and, you know, just about everything there was canceled except for just some of the events that athletes could do. And I remember just kind of chatting with you because that was, I competed in that, that CrossFit competition and there was so much hoopla, like it's on, it's off, it's on and off. And I remember you were saying, yeah, I don't even know what it's going to happen with the West coast classic. And then it was just a few days later where it's, Oh, there it is. Oh, I remember. Yeah. It, it's um, the Arnold was interesting for me because I was sort of annoyed, honestly. I mean, and you know, I look back and I was, you know, naive for, for what was really about to play out. But I remember talking to Bill Henniger, you know, the owner of rogue. And I was like, what, like, what is going on? Like, you know, like, this is ridiculous. Like they, you know, and, and good on whomever ran the event to have the force. I mean, that could have been a monumental super spreading event. I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever been to the Arnold, you know, there's 200,000 people there on Saturday. You know, yeah. That's, um, and this still, by the way, you competed was a su substantial amount of people in the building. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, it was restricted sort of, you know, right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure the strong man was restricted at all. I, I was, that's what I predominantly <laughs> was attending with the, yeah. you know, Matt, Matt loves watching that Tia. So we were there most of the time. Yeah. There was, you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, 500 to a thousand people around that stage. Like there was a fair amount of people there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, um, I still, I left that event pretty, you know, you know, resilient. I was like, ah, oh, we're good. Like we're going to do it better and we're going to be fine. You know, it didn't really um, dawn on me that, you know, we'd be canceling an event like what I don't know, like 10 days later. It was wow. crazy. So then so then it does cancel. And we've talked to a lot of athletes where that, that was kind of the, the event they were looking forward to. You know, it was it was going to go back to the, the fairgrounds there and um, and you're going to do that retro kind of programming. And everybody we were talking to, either they were going team to have fun or to just go as an individual and, and kind of get after it. Um, and that was kind of, because that canceled, everything then got serious. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't soon after that, you started United Movement. Like a pretty aggressive, um, seat of your pants kind of fundraiser that, that came off pretty successful. Like you had a lot of um, content that went out that week. Um, so I, in retrospect, how did that go? Yeah. I mean, for, it was a, it was a, a, a pretty big bummer to not be able to um, operate West coast classic. Um, it was, 
I mean, that was going to be a monumental success for the community in general. I mean, a area that had been sort of neglected from a CrossFit perspective, California, you know, that should have a massive uh, footprint in, in, in our event season. We were really excited and the response was great. There was, you know, the, the ticket sales were off the charts. You know, it was, um, and our programming was amazing. I'm really sad that people didn't get to see that because it would have been, you know, badass old school CrossFit games and regional workouts that were coming out. And um, we had the horse track to use. Like people were, we were going to do an event around the horse track. I mean, I can tell you what it was. It was going to be the ruck run from the prior games repeated. Um, so, you know, and everybody was, you know, we had like 1500 athletes signed up to compete. We're going to get to do that. So that was a bum that was a big bummer. I'm really excited to to re redo that event, um, to to get to operate that event, which you know hopefully will be a part of the season as we kind of play it play that out. But um yeah, United and Movement, you know, at the time it was really obvious that there was a lot of struggle in our community, especially in the affiliate. And um, you know, we were dormant. And we have a really great team that can do anything in my mind. I didn't know what we were taking on at the time. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, we all, we all, we live with big ideas constantly. And I think, you know, we're very good at executing them. That was a really big on taking. Um, a 24 hour broadcast is ridiculous. <laughs> if, if I could go back, I might do that over like five hours. Uh, but we did it in, in the, the community did it, you know, I mean, you can look at who is involved in that and everybody just wanted to know what they could do to help, whether it was an athlete, a brand, uh, somebody that, you know, was on a broad on, we broadcasted that many don't know, uh, from the Netherlands. So we have a team, we have a, it's actually a sanction owner in that owns, um, can't Lowen's throwdowns, um, that, is has a broadcast background so the studio is in netherlands you know um my media director was in zimbabwe you know our team's in miami i'm in boston we have athletes from around we had we broadcast from hong kong like we were everywhere it was so cool it came together we raised you know a little over four hundred thousand dollars that went back out to some really worthy charities and um that was um that was a lot of fun, a lot of work, but a lot of fun and worth every second. Uh, I'm really proud of what all of us did with that. That, you know, it might've been an idea born, you know, with my small team, but there were thought that there was probably about, I don't know, close to a thousand people that were heavily involved in that. So it was really fun. And everybody's just said yes. And what can I do? The athletes made that, you know, they use their influence to push that through their social channels so it was really really a cool event yeah i remember before it happened you were kind of like we're gonna pull this off we don't know how we don't really know we're just gonna ask for help from the community and see what we what happens and and for to pull that together as quickly as you did was pretty amazing and i know and like you said it wasn't just you it was the whole community but it was cool how they rallied together on that yeah it was fun yeah i'm proud i'm proud of that i mean i think we get a lot of questions if we'll do it again um, you know, what we'll do with that brand, you know, uh, maybe, you know, COVID doesn't look like it's going anywhere soon. So, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for us to be present with that again, come around the first of the year. We'll see, you know, we're working really hard to, 
bring some normalcy back to the event season uh, in some way, shape, or form. But um, you know, that that's a that was a cool that was a cool opportunity to be present. And everybody did a great job with it. So then, um, so then, all the shakeup kind of happens at CrossFit HQ, um, and you announce your sanctional dates for the following year without the CrossFit branding. And we, we don't need to go into details there, but um, at this point in time, are, are they going to be separate events or are you working to get them back included as part of the season? Yeah, it, it you know, that was a real, dire- that was a direct response to the, the turmoil at the time. And, and I can tell you that was, um, that I was, I'm very comfortable still to this day with that decision. It wasn't a bail or there was a, it's funny. There was a lot of emotion around that time and we've all worked through it. And, you know, there was a lot of, you know, people upset about those of us that did separate quickly internally. Um, but those same people we're working really closely with today and, and we're all pointed in the same direction. Um, whether it's, you know, Dave or Eric, you know, um, we're, 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 we all have, the 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 sport in mind we want to grow and facilitate the sport properly and help it you know be what it should be and and you know the numbers from the games this year show how excited people are about a the changes and you know what it looks like moving forward i mean the 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 crossfit broadcast did 60 percent more viewership than it ever done in history this year so um, the games broadcast, you know, they ran a concurrency of, uh, you know, 100,000 more people than they ever had. Um, it was monumental success. Um, yeah, we're going <clears> to, <throat> we're definitely going to be a big part of it. Um, I can say that on confidently. Um, we've been working closely with those guys uh, on, and, and it's been great. Like they've, they've been very collaborative about you know what the season should look like and you know particularly what our opinion is in that and and i'm grateful for that things are really going in the right direction we had a summit in in boulder god i don't even know when it was at this point but you know when eric had sort of not transacted the business but it was really just in its final stages and it was brilliant um at the time it was stressful i gotta admit there was a lot of pain in that room um but that Summit was the launching point for a lot of what will be success moving forward. Everybody kind of got to air their laundry, talk things out, um, understand pain from the past and what it should look like moving forward. Uh, we ran hills together. We we just we spent a really intimate two or three days together and, and uh, had dinner, breakfast, lunch. It was it was um, it was a brilliant um, ex- piece of execution by Eric to get the people in the room that, you know, we're divided and, and now we're all really working hard together to get this thing moving in the right direction. And I, and I think the feedback coming out of that summit was that for the first time, it was very collaborative, not just a figurehead speaking at people, but, but people talking back and forth and coming up with ideas. And it's got to make you feel good that you've created a company that they want to include in that decision-making. I mean, that's, that's another uh, way to show that you've come a very long way in this journey. Yeah. As how, as have they in, in, in a lot of ways, you know, that's Eric's mentality, but I give a lot of credit to those that have stuck around to adopting that and now executing <clears throat> and living in that, you know, it's, um, 
Yeah. I mean, again, that, that week, um, was great. Um, you know, we're, we, you know, we, we got, you know, it's, I, I don't know the best way to describe it, but you know, that week leaving was like, okay, you know, we got to like really speak our piece and, and there was a, you know, it was a leap for all of us, including guys like Dave and Justin that, that had, you know, you know, been, you know, taking a lot of the bullets directed at them. Um, you know, and it was like, yeah, okay. How does this kind of play out off of this considering the past? And, and it truly was just a launching point for a lot of great change and success moving forward. Um, I can't tell you how much, um, how different the vibe is in general and at the games it was, you know, there, um, you know, Eric's, you know, sort of mentality, um, in, in how he wants to see things move forward has been adopted, you know, 100%. And, and, uh, and I think it speaks to some of how that leadership group that's still there was forced to operate in the past. And it was hard for people like myself to say like, Oh, they'll change, you know, th- there'll be change. And like, cause sometimes a lot of them were the face of the pain. Right. But um, it's uh, it's not even a, like, I'll tell you, like it was, a factor and then sort of, you know, on our mind in conversations, there's no sort of reflection on that anymore. It's not like, okay, I'll trust, but verify, like, take my time and see how you handle this. You know, there's a lot of trust immediately built through, you know, we've had a lot of hard conversations. We've had a lot of decisions that have been made that aren't really public yet, but uh, things are going really well. Awesome. So something um, near and dear to Kat and I, you know, we saw you at the Masters Fitness Collective. Um, We both judged, she was the head judge at that event. Um, And it was a way to to allow the age group online qualifiers um, in the older divisions an opportunity to have a championship. And I think that Eric has said in his town hall that there's a good chance that they're going to have their own events moving forward. So you know, rumor on the street is that there's a chance that Loudon Live may become involved with that Masters Fitness Collective. Uh, is there anything you can speak to on that? Or is that still kind of? Yeah, well, we're, we're working on it um, with with Bobby and his team. Um, if yeah, we're, we're definitely gonna help and get involved at, at what length that is, I isn't worked out yet. But it's a community we're involved in um, heavily with our events and, 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 you know, really work hard to provide platforms for, um, you know, I think we all have to work together with Eric on kind of how that looks moving forward, but we, um, we want to do as much as possible with the master's community. Um, and, you know, I don't think the master's collective was built to run large scale events. Um, so, you know, or it wasn't their intent. I think they, you know, did a really good job stepping up in the time. I don't, you know, Bobby doesn't want to be an event organizer. You know, that that what he did there and then moving forward, what it would look like to operate these world stage events is a full-time job. So I think, you know, we'll look to support him in, in the Masters Collective team as much as we can and, and take on areas that, you know, they need help in, you know. So, yeah, we're we're talking to them quite a bit um you know now post games i'll have some time to really dig in more with them on that i've been a little a little busy for a bit so it's just um 
you know, a matter of working through it at this point and seeing what it looks like. You know, next year is going to be another weird year. Like anybody who thinks otherwise is ignoring facts. I mean, we're going to have to navigate, you know, a, a lot of um, regulation around COVID that, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if most of our season next year looks a lot differently than we want it to. But um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to work really hard with those guys. And, and um, I think we'll be heavily involved in the masters side of things. Well, like I thought that was a great event, you know, it, it, it was. I've been, I've been behind the scenes on a, like a regionals and a games and things like that. You know, this was a group of people who had never done it kind of putting it together and they pulled off something amazing. Um, those athletes are people who deserve the right to be noticed. They are amazing people, amazing athletes. Um, and it was a lot of fun to be involved in that kind of first year. I'm glad I went, um, you know, I, you know, Hey, I, I mean, I still work out quite a bit with guys like that there. I have a lot of friends that compete in that community. Um, you know, I've done <clears throat> comp train masters for years. Um, I'm aging myself right now, but the, the, um, the event was amazing. It was great to be present in the times. Bobby and his team did a great job. <clears throat> um, it's a, it's a really cool community sub community within our greater community. It's, um, you know, and I'm glad they had a stage to celebrate their fitness this year. Right? You know, um, it would have been a shame to have worked really hard. You know, as a master's athlete, you don't know how long you have, <laughs> before, you know, your time is always, you know, there's impending doom as a master's athlete, you know, it would be either injury or just, you know, your body can't do it anymore. But yeah, that, that was, uh, that was a great event. It was really fun. Uh, there was a lot of great athletes there too. Um, and they did a phenomenal job. So then, so you have the Granite Games, Wadapalooza, uh, the Madrid, um, the Mayan and the West Coast Classic. Is there any thoughts of expansion on that with going into like a game season or are you happy with just those five? Yeah, I mean, I'm never happy with where we're at. I think, you know, we always A, either want to get better with what we have or expand. Um, you know, we're always looking at opportunities to, you know, grow our family portfolio. Um, you know, I think, you know, it's it's sort of going to play out with, you know, how the season plays out, what's involved and what's not. Uh, and we're sort of, you know, working with those guys right now to figure that out. Um, you know, I think – you know, we'll, you know, you know, we'll have some cool stuff to hopefully talk more specifically about in the next couple of months. I think, you know, fair, fairly fair, you know, in fairness to Dave and Justin, they've had their eyes on something else for a bit. So I think they need a few weeks to really kind of start to dig in on what 21 looks like. So when we get, you know, more info about what might be involved in the season structure, uh, then we can kind of decide how we operate in that and outside that everything will will happen whether a part of it or not um those events you know um i don't know that all of them will be a part of a new season because of the way it might be structured which is fine you know i think they'll all be crossfit events though i will tell you that um you know i think the you know crossfit will work hard to partner with um events even not a part of the season so we'll, we'll um you know, we're excited to, you know, figure out exactly precisely what will be a part of the season and then what we'll do with those that aren't. 
Awesome. So a new event did pop up on Instagram um, called the trials. Uh, kind of not a lot of explanation, just a like a map with some regions. And um, so is, are there any details that you can give about that? Yeah, it's an opportunity, you know, a couple of things with the trials. Um, you know, I'm actually really like pleasantly surprised at the buzz because we did kind of like just put it out there. You know, um, there was a lot of talk about it at the games, you know, a lot of athletes and then staff from CrossFit side asking about it. Um, you know, and, and it's, and I'm proud of that. Like people are excited about things that we do. Um, it's an opportunity for us to be present for people in the community to be present, you know, and compete, put their name on a leaderboard, uh, have something to train for and for us to test out some ways to operate next year as well. Right. So that we're going to do a post-produced broadcast with that. We're developing some software. Um, that's, um, I'm really excited about it. it's, you know, interactable, uh, you know, we'll have the top three athletes from each category go into a final record their workouts, submit them, and we'll post-produce the broadcast. And, you know, it'll have a lot of uh, consumer interaction. Like you'll be able to, you know, click on an athlete and watch them specifically. Um, you know, it'll be really cool. So, you know, we're working hard that it, it, it software developments, uh, extre you know, extremely difficult sometimes, especially with platforms like that. So we wanted to test some of that, you know, who knows, we may have to operate West Coast Classic, Granite Games, events like that digitally. So we want to have the um, ability to do that and sort of get some of the kinks out. And at the same time, you know, provide a platform for people to compete. And I'm like overwhelmed with the, the response. You know, there's a lot of, you know, it isn't just about the elites. Everything we do is, is a inclusive platform, you know, and uh, as is this, but a lot of um, significant competitors want to compete in that, which wasn't essentially what it was designed for, but it's exciting that, that people are going to jump in and do it. So it should be really fun. You know, it's in three distinct areas of the world that we have um, a lot of involvement from what we had sanctioned um, and, you know, we'll bring them together for a final. Um, it's going to, it's going to be really cool. Uh, I'm excited about it. It, it must be really rewarding for you to know that you can just put something out there and people are signing up for it without even a whole lot of information, but just because it's got, you know, your name and reputation behind it or, you know, in your company, I signed up for it. I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, Oh, this looks fun. <laughs> I'm going to cool. do it. Yeah, it is. It, it is. That's, um, and that's part of what I was speaking about. Like, uh, you know, initially on this is it's, uh, it's really, um, it's a, it's amazing. It's a, it's super rewarding that, that people trust us, uh, and, and want to engage, you know, things that we put out. So yeah, it's the, I'm, I'm truly overwhelmed with the response. I thought, you know, I told our team if, as long as we had three people in each category, it was fine, honestly, in the end, cause it was, you know, we're going to run it you know, and make it a phenomenal experience for people. But the, the truly the intent was to be present, give people the opportunity. And it wasn't about numbers. It was about, you know, A, provide a quality experience and B, get, get an opportunity to, to test some things on the broadcast side. Uh, 
a lot of people are signed up and every day a lot more sign up. So it should be exciting. Uh, I might have to do it myself. I wasn't gonna, but maybe I'll jump in. <laughs> Matt, who awesome. do you, who do you use for programming for something like that? Um, we have a, we have a team internally that is really good at it. So Dylan Malitsky is the VP of, of loud and live sports and it's been around a long time. He's a part of the original team that founded Wadapalooza. He was the MC for the games yep. for years. Um, you know, he's very good at it, but we consult, um, this particular platform comp train is going to program. So, okay. um, our team has adopted, you know, a, th a theory that, you know, we should find expert knowledge in, in everything we do. And that being an area that we know we're proficient at, but, um, with my involvement <clears throat> with athletes and, you know, brands and you know it, it becomes a little muddy so we like to you know keep me away from it um I, I mean i've seen enough to be able to understand what a good competition should have from a variety perspective but i have nothing to do with it i, I literally have no idea what the workouts are <laughs> generally ever um you know like wadapalooza certainly i'll find out late in the game what they are and give my 10 cents but you know i really like to separate myself from that my team does a great job we have a, we have a couple people on staff that handle competition specifically and we talk to all the programmers shane cj martin ben um you know the training think tank guys the misfit guys we've used them to program events collectively before uh we consult uh all of them uh, all the time on whether you know whether we're on point or not but this specific event um we're about to film a lot of the workout videos at cfne actually uh and comp train will program all these workouts nice yeah so it's, it's funny you say that your involvement with the athletes and, and the management side with more money coming into the sport which is what we're all striving to get to make it a legit professional sport does does the need for management of the athletes become higher and are you getting more requests for that uh, we are we do we get a lot of requests um and we're mindful of you know being able to do a good job so you know volume you know managing volume is important we'll add where we need to to you know take more volume on um but you know i think it's super necessary i think you know you as an as an athlete should plan for success and you should build a team around you that can help with that, whether it's from a business perspective or an athletic perspective, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, the sport's becoming more and more professional every day and uh, people, you know, in order for an athlete to be great on the floor, it requires, you know, a lot of assistance um, because, you know, if an athlete's focused on his deals, um, and what he should be doing on a daily basis from a, he or she, from a business perspective, it's, it, that's a takeaway from your ability to function in training or on the floor. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's a very necessary component to, you know, now essential to what an athlete does. And it's cool. Cause that's a, that's a huge evolution. You know, I probably was involved in 2014, maybe prior to it being a necessary piece, maybe for some, but yeah, I don't, um, I don't know many elite athletes that don't have some sort of management or an agent at this point that, it, that is assisting them. So yeah, we get a, we, you know, we hear from a lot of people, 
um, which I'm again, super proud of, you know, a lot of people reach out when they start to have some success or want to be successful with the sport in general. So yeah, it's, it's fun. We, you know, there's conversations being had now with possibly newer, more people coming on. So um, it's always a fun time of year post games from a business perspective, the community's excited, the brands are excited. People have sort of solidified their position in the world at that point. So either people who don't have help now, now are, are recognizing they do because, um, you know, brands are recognizing that they want to be involved with them from a business perspective. So yeah, it's exciting times. And, and um, you know, we're probably, you know, we'll take a few more people on, you know, in the next month. Yeah, I, I think I saw just the other day that, that Jason Kalipa won fifteen hundred dollars in two thousand eight, and the meteoric rise that we are to now, where the the the, the winner gets three hundred and fifty grand um, plus endorsements and shoe deals, and like in just twelve years, that's that's a huge increase. It, it is, and, it, and it's. Um, I know an area that Eric's very intent on concentrating on growth so you're you're gonna see even more there which is really exciting um yeah i mean look at just you know that and then events outside the games you know there's four events with you know four hundred thousand dollar prize purses plus um i mean wadapalooza when i came to wadapalooza was giving away you know, $150,000. I think we gave away $425,000 this year. Uh, we didn't give away, people earned it. Um, the, um, you know, Dubai is six something, Rogues 450, you know, West Coast Classic was going to be 300 and something. There's, you know, and that's because people want to watch, you know, I had a really long conversation with a brand yesterday about this. It's just the eyeballs are increasing which is, is great, you know, and that, that's the most exciting piece because you can sell a stadium out in a micro community, not easily, but you put the right people on the floor, people will buy tickets and you'll get to capacity, but people watching through, you know, stream or television is where the real growth will happen for the sport, for the athletes. Um, and that's meteoric right now. So, you know, stay tuned that those numbers are going to get really interesting very quickly. So speaking about the streaming too, I know that there, there's been a little bit of issue with Flow Elite and sort of the paywall and, and having people pay and the experience isn't the greatest, you know, depending on the technology and how it's working that day. Are you guys working through some alternative solutions for your events coming up so that we have a little more access to, to those? Yeah, 100%. It's a huge uh, priority. It's on our short list of things that need to improve greatly this year. We, uh, we hear everybody, we recognize um, that it needs to improve not only the fact that people are paying through to watch, uh, but the quality too. Um, th th that's uh, something that has to improve uh, a lot from our perspective. Uh, we, we, consider ourselves um, the leader in the industry and we can't be short anywhere. And we are there right now and, and that will get better. Uh, awesome. I can tell you that confidently. Awesome. I know when we talked back in March, I think it was, or I don't even know when it was. Um, it seems like three years, this last eight months. Um, but 
we talked about that paywall and like, I'm a CrossFit junkie. I'm, I'm going to be willing to pay that paywall, but the product this year just didn't match up to, to what we were paying for. So I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. And you know, um, that feedback is important. You know, <clears throat> we don't, we don't not want to hear it. You know, we want to get better. And, you know, I think that's one of our strengths is, you know, you're only as good as your, your next execution. And, and uh, if that doesn't improve, I'm not doing a good job. My team isn't, um, that was unacceptable this year. So that's, um, you know, we did the best job we've ever done with that event in those, you know, that kind of hanging over our heads and that's got to get better. So um, yeah, you'll see, you'll see a big jump there for sure. We're working really hard at that and hear everybody loud and clear and appreciate the real strong feedback. People are passionate about it. Um, you know, whether it was, you know, on the high end anger to disappointment on the lower and uh, we get it and we, we hear it loud and clear every single comment, feedback, email, and uh, we'll get better. Awesome. Well, do you guys have any further questions? Well, Matt, um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I know a lot of people follow athletes. Uh, I follow you. You're, you're one of my heroes in the sport. Um, uh, it's weird to say, cause I'm probably older than you, but, um, <laughs> but you are my hero and it's always awesome to sit down and talk to you and, and see what you're doing from a business perspective. Well, thank you. I appreciate those kind words. Um, I appreciate what you guys do. We, we all have a part in, in how this grows and you guys are doing a great job and, and I appreciate, you know, the, the dedication you put into, to, you know, promoting the space and us and me and, and our athletes. So thanks for all your hard work. Oh, thank you. Okay. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. I look forward to it. Thanks guys. Have a great day. Thanks for having right. me on. Bye, you too. Matt. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.